Come on, put your hands together and bless the name of the Lord. God, we love you. We thank you. Have your way today. Bless us in this place. Speak afresh to us. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will last forever. In Jesus' name, amen. While you remain standing from Psalm 77, Psalm 77. The word of the Lord here, I want to pick up in verse 3. I remember God, then I am disquieted, and I groan, I sigh in prayer, and my spirit grows faint. You have held my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the ancient days, the years of prosperity of long, long ago. I will remember my song in the night. I will meditate with my heart and my spirit searches. For the next few moments, I want to talk from the theme, Don't Stop the Music. This is for. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Don't Stop the Music. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made diligent search. Some time ago, Frederick A. Graves wrote the song, My Song in the Night. He takes it from the ending portion of Psalm 77. And these are his words. When out of on life's ocean, the waves dashing high, while waters are troubled and no help is nigh, I'll sing Ebenezer and watch for the light and call to remembrance my song in the night. My song in the night, my song in the night. I call to remembrance my song in the night. He arrives at that place. But before he can get there, he has to go through the wanderings of the first six verses. As the psalmist does not sing with such joy there, in the first verses, the psalmist actually sings the blues. It's the blues without the rhythm. It's the blues just the same. It's the blues like in the late 1800, 1900, 
the genre and perspective of African Americans that sang about their troubles in a narrative form. It's the blues. It's the blues like blues singers expressing feelings rather than telling stories. It's the blues. It's the blues because it expresses emotions and it's generally the sadness and melancholy of life that makes up the blues. In the blues, it's sometimes due to problems of love and other times it's oppression or hard times. It's the blues. This could have been written by Muddy Waters. It could have been written by Ma Rainey, even in her Black Bottom. It could have been written by Sister Rosetta Thorpe. It could have been written by Mamie Smith. It could have been written by Ray Charles, or even Eric Clapton, or B.B. King, or Bessie Smith, the Empress of the Blues, or even the Crossroads man himself, Robert Johnson. But it's still the blues. And you need to realize that sometimes life can give you the blues. Sometimes you can feel blue. You can go through so much. Today, some of us are wearing purple for domestic violence awareness because there's somebody who has been mistreated physically, mentally, emotionally, somebody who is experiencing the blues. And what one has to realize is that the blues can overwhelm you to the point where it shows up on your face. You can say everything is all right, but your face tells a different story. And what the psalmist suggests here is that my complaint seizes my countenance. My complaint, my, my, my cares, my sorrows have seized my face. He said, I, I, I feel it all over me. I, he says, I, I try to remember God, verse 3, but I'm disquieted. I groan and I sigh. He says, things have gotten so bad that I'm suffering from insomnia. He says, you have held my eyelids open. I'm so troubled that I cannot even speak. What he talks about is having a hard time where life has brought on weariness and where his soul feels as though it cannot be comforted. We all experience some form. There are times when we, like Job, Job 35 and 10, 
we say, where is God, my maker, who gives song in the night? It is at that time when we are experiencing the blues that we are experiencing the night season. And we all experience the night season. Everybody goes through the season where darkness overwhelms us. Everybody goes through the season where it seems so bleak as though the daylight will never come up again. But the darkness, the psalmist suggests, can be penetrated by the song in the night. My darkness can be penetrated by the song. It's something about blues singers who even in singing sad songs found a way to bring joy while singing about sorrow. The psalmist steals away from everybody else and, and in silence of reflection, he begins to remember the song. While in the silence, no one around, nobody around me, Nobody talking to me. He begins to remember his song. I suppose that if I'm completely transparent, I need to tell you that each of us has a different song. What works for me may not work for you. But discovering your song is a part of discovering your deliverance. Because darkness can be penetrated. I, I suppose that, that, that the song in the night is really a metaphorical expression. My song in the night, it captures his soul's truth that the feelings of abandonment are not re reality because in truth, he has not been abandoned. God is still there. He's struggling. The psalmist is dealing. So much so, it, it, might, it might surprise you that when you really read what he says, in verse 5, he says, I have considered the ancient days, the years of prosperity long ago, as he thought about the good times. The good times didn't necessarily make him feel good. Let me do this another way. I need to talk to you folk over here. Have you ever paused and start thinking about how good it was before and got miserable now? You should have seen me when I used to run. 
I hope she doesn't get offended when I say this. My dear sister, beautiful, lovely, she's a great track runner. She's a member of this congregation, ran track in college. And she could tell you about the days when she could outrun anybody and even laments the times that she can't run like she used to run. So much so that the youngins got next to her and started talking about how fast they were. So she outran them on the track. Thinking about yesterday's. Now don't y'all tell her I told you this because y'all don't know who she is. She the superintendent of Sunday school, but you don't know anyway. You, <laughs> there are times when you can start reflecting on yesterday, thinking about what was, and it doesn't bring you up it can actually try to cast you down because you don't remember it as the joy God gave it and the blessing of its season. Can I, can I give you a little, little word here? Don't allow past blessings to become today's misery. to know that no, you don't walk as fast as you used to walk. No, Deke, you can't hit it in the low 70s, but you hitting it in the high 70s better than folks who are younger than you who are hitting in the hundreds. That's a golf reference for the rest of y'all. Par 72 course, Deke used to hit his scratch. Now he looked back and said, I shot a 79 today. Well, for someone who has played a little and tried a lot and has spent a lot trying to get better, especially on equipment, who is never hitting in the 70s, I get mad at you when you say it. <laughs> Three out of the years that we get to that place where Ecclesiastes 7 says, do not say, why were the former days better than these? For you do not inquire wisely concerning this. You've aged. Your hair is not as long. It may not even be the same color it used to be. Without Miss Clairol. Your cut is different. Your wig may be different. The lack of hair is real different. When I came to Shiloh, I used to preach with a little tiny notebook this size. And everybody would commend me at my small notebook. And I had no glasses on. I wouldn't even try to look at that notebook these days. A few things have changed. The reality is, 
At times in our life, our complaint changes our countenance. And we start wearing the night season on our face. But the psalmist reaches a point where he begins to reflect not just on the former days, not just on what happened then, but he began to reflect on the blessings of God and the way he used to be able to play and sing in the darkness. And the psalmist's complaint shifts to communion. Because he has to move out of just staying at the complaint window. And he shifts his heart into spending time and communing with God. And at this point, he says, I remember my song in the night. I, I'll meditate on it. I, I'll search in God for what God is doing. I, I will bring God into my place. In Psalm 42, the old King James Version says, As the deer or heart panteth after the water brooks, so my soul panteth after thee, God. My soul searcheth, thirsteth for you, for the living God. When I shall I come and appear? He said, I've experienced some things. My tears have been my meat day and night while they continually say unto me, where is God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Let, let, let me drop down. Verse 8, yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night, his song shall be with me and my prayer unto God of my life. At some point, he communes with God and he remembers his song. Uh, one of my favorite songs, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what? A foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchased by God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. Come on, somebody will know it. This is my story. Hey, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. 
praising my Savior all the day. I have a story. I have a story. I have a song praising my Savior all the day long. working on something. Woo. That's it right there. <sighs> you see, at some point, you got to find your song. that last chord. <laughs> you, you have to know that as he communes with God, his, his communion, his complaint is shifted into communion, but his staying in God's presence, his communion begins to shape his certainty. He begins to realize God is God. God hasn't left me. God still loves me. God still cares about me. And he starts remembering what God did for him. Not, not in the light of a remembrance of sorrow or lament for what is not, but no, in the light of the fact that God has been good to me and that God has made a way for me and that God has always been there, always opened doors, always supplied my needs, always worked it out, even when I didn't know how he was going to work it out. Certainty began to shift in his mind because he realized the Lord has never left me. The Lord has always been by my side, even in my darkest hours. God was there. Look, look at what he says in verse 11. He says, I will solemnly remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will wholeheartedly remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your works and thoughtfully consider all your great and wondrous deeds. God, I'm going to stop waiting. Let me pause for a moment because see, some of y'all ain't got this yet. Some of you don't realize just how good God has been to you over your life. You think that when the car stopped and you didn't get in the accident, that that was your foot on the brake, but you weren't even paying attention, but automatically you got your foot to the brake. You think when you got in the accident, but you didn't get killed, that it was because you had good seatbelt on there and the airbag deployed, but the angels of the Lord kept you and wrapped around you. You think 
that you went to school on your own and you made your own grace, but it was God's mercy because you and I both know you stayed out too late at night. You did stuff you shouldn't have did. You enjoyed more than you should have enjoyed. And yet you're here to able to praise God because God has been good to you. more I commune with God, I'm almost done. You can be seated. I'm just talking. The more you commune with God, the more flashes of the blessings upon which you stand this very moment come to your mind. Does not mean the road has been easy does not mean you haven't shed tears. doesn't mean you haven't been through trials. It just means that in the midst of it all, God was ever present. Old folk used to say, all night and all day, the angels Keep a watch over me. Don't forget that of my Lord. There, there is something here that as certainty begins to come in his mind during his reflection, he begins to realize how great God is. And he begins to visualize God in comparison to other deities talked about in the region where he lived. And he started saying, there's no God like my God. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Yahweh. There's, my God is awesome. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that what he's, he says? God, you, your way, oh God, is holy. Verse 13, he says, far from sin and guilt, what God is like our God? He turns from a personal lament to a corporate kind of praise because he starts thinking about not only what God has done for him personally, but what he's done for the community that he's surrounded with. And he says, you are the awesome God. That's verse 14. This is the same guy that said, God, it feels like you're holding my eyelids open. It's now saying, God, who works more powerful wonders than you? You have demonstrated your power among the people. Oh, let me give you the last point. He moves with certainty, and his certainty strengthens his celebration. Because once he has cast his eyes back on God, he is ready to celebrate what God has done. 
not only for him, but for all of Israel. So he starts recounting how God had done with, at the Red Sea. And so by verse 16, he's talking about God, you're the one that opened up the waters. You're the one that goes into the deep. You're the one that gives water from the heavens. You're the one that allows the lightning to flash. You're the one that gives passage through the sea. You're the one who has blessed Moses and Aaron and have kept all of your promises and he begins to give God the praise because what he realizes is that in the midst of all I've been through, I may be having some changes in my life, but God never changes. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And the praises of the Lord are due his name. And so I'm going to give him the praise. And I'm not going to stop the music. If I lost my song, I'm going to find my song because I got to praise and I got to get it out. I got to praise to tell God thank you because you've been too good to me not to say thank you. And when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Y'all ain't got it yet. Hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. He has done so much for me. I will never cease to praise him. He's done so much for me. Look at somebody, tell a neighbor, you ought to say, hallelujah. Anyhow, never let your problems get you down. When your problems come your way, hold your head up high and say, Hallelujah! 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 Anyhow, come on, give the Lord a praise. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Just one more time. Oh! Oh! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just take 30 seconds and just think of one thing God did for you that you know he's worthy of praise for him. And just give God a praise. Take 30 seconds and just give God. No, you don't have to run, jump, or shout. Just tell him thank you in your seat. Just give him the glory for what he's already done. 
as you set up what he's getting ready to do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. an invitation maybe somebody here looking for a church home a family to worship with I extend an invitation to you and you can come today give your hand to the preacher yard to God we are looking for people that want to serve God in this place with us as family worshiping God also extend the same invitation those of you watching by Facebook and YouTube want to extend an invitation to you call me now 860-443-6046 extension 110 leave me a message email me say I want to be a part of that church I want to be a part of that family with your heads bowed and your eyes closed We thank the Lord for his tender mercies and his steadfast love toward us. He didn't have to do it, but he did. He didn't have to bless me, but he did. Great is your mercy towards me, your loving kindness, your tender mercy day after day hallelujah we love you Lord you ought to be able to tell him thank you for his mercy Your way. 
tell you right now, I want you to know one thing you got to do. It's up to you to do what the psalmist did. The psalmist says something I didn't really get to today, but I'll bring it to another message I have for this. He says, I search diligently for you, Lord. I'm, I'm, let me tell you something. You have a part to play in coming out of your night season. You have a part to play in coming out of your blues. You've got to search diligently. You've got to do your part to say, I'm coming out of this. I'm not staying in it, I'm coming out of it. I, I refuse to stay where I am when better is ahead of me. I refuse to stay down when getting up is possible. I refuse to sit around and act like today is going to be forever when tomorrow is God's plan for my life and because I know who God is I'm getting out of this mess I'm coming up I'm coming through this season I don't have to keep singing the blues there's a blessing with my name on it I shall stand tall I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord because I am the child of God, blessed and highly favored. towards me your loving your loving your loving kindness towards me 
Your tender mercies I see. Day after day. you go but thank you Lord well you may be seated I'm, I'm trying I'm trying I'm going. prepare your gifts whatever God laid on your heart your tithes your offering for those of you that are not familiar with in-person worship at Shiloh, we give on our way out. There's no pressure here. We give our tithes, our offering, our capital gifts because we love God. We don't care about what anybody else thinks or to be seen, just we give our gifts. So whatever you have, if you have a tithing envelope, fill out your tithing envelope. If you're giving online, get your, your device in your hand. You can give three ways. You can give by Giveify to Shiloh Baptist Church, New London, Connecticut, Cash App, which is dollar sign Shiloh NL, or you can mail it in if you're away from us. Here, you can leave it with the ushers on your way out the door. But get your gift in your hand, whatever it's going to be, and I want to bless it. I feel the presence of God in this place. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you. We give our gifts to you. We know, Lord, that the end of the tithe is the beginning of the offering. So we give our tithe, and then we add to it with an offering. So God, give us a mind of the blessed that we can recognize that we're blessed to be a blessing and that all of your blessings that you've given us have not all come because of our goodness, 
because there have been times when you blessed us when our goodness was failing. You blessed us when we weren't even looking to praise you. You kept us when we weren't even praying. God, for some of us, you kept us even when we didn't want to be kept. You closed doors that we wanted to go in. You blocked paths we wanted to go on. Only for us to discover later what a mess we would have been in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our generosity towards you is an expression of our gratitude. Receive it now and keep on blessing us and doing great things for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, God bless each one of you. I love you so much.